0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cleaning Out the Closet, one microgram at a time. My name is Tracy. I'm your host. Thank you so much for being here. We are going to be interviewing today with Adam Jablin. He is a life coach and a spiritual guide to probably one of the best motivational stories you can ask for, Um, he shares his very brave story of detox with us and, um, we're so glad that you could join us to listen. Uh, hopefully it speaks to somebody out there and, um, you know, you're not alone. So, um, and that this is, this is the safety zone where you can be yourself. You can talk about your shame. You can take it all out of the closet, no judgment, just love which is all people really want so thanks for joining um and I appreciate being here and we welcome Adam
1: quick funny story I think you'll like this so sure. um I love I love for my uh when I'm speaking and when I'm helping others I study I don't just study uh people like Tony Robbins I study comedians I I study athletes I study, so there was yeah. this uh video called talking funny and it was uh louis ck before the whole incident jerry seinfeld uh chris rock and i forgot who the other one was but there was an old story of when louis ck was opening for seinfeld and he opened he opened and said and now the most perfect brilliant comedian in the world jerry seinfeld right and jerry seinfeld walked up to after the show and said don't ever say that. <laughs> because nobody's perfect and and I'm as flawed as the next person. That's what makes and you
0: perfect.
1: I and, but I appreciate everything you said and a lot. I'm I'm so grateful to be on your show. So let's oh, let's kick Thank
0: it. you. Oh, let's I know it. it's so it's so exciting. I know this is a very dark thing. I think it's been dark for many, many years. Nobody wants to talk about this because it's the ugly, the raw uh, most people only really want to tell me how they became an addict, what they lived like as an addict, and then how they're now they're in, how they stay in recovery. Right. So the whole yeah. middle, the whole middle of that sandwich, the meat of that sandwich, that's the transitional period when you go from one to the other. That is the most important part because I think people for, want to forget it because it's so awful. But when you talk about it, it frees you, and you don't realize it until you're in it. So that has been, and that has happened for me. Every time I interview anybody, it's almost like another form of healing. So thank you for being willing to come on our show and, and, you know, share with, you know, your story of, you know, addiction and your detox and what that felt like for you, both physically and mentally and emotionally. It's a, it's a, it's a really hardcore thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to do it. And I I really credit you and tip my hat to, that you, you found something that you're going to champion the cause of, you know, because it's, it's right. It's very powerful. So I'm happy to answer all questions and, and get into the nitty gritty with you.
0: I'm ready to have it. So kind of, I guess, share with us what it was that sort of sent you into the place of using and how you got to where you were at your
1: worst. Sure. Wow. That's a great question. So um, I started drinking. At a young age, and probably around 13, 14. And right around 13, 14, 15 is when I had transformed my body from being the fat kid, the heavy kid, to uh, somebody that was in really good shape. And being in good shape uh, came with certain skill sets. So I was able to play and, and hang with the older kids, the older right. kids were experimenting. And, you know, it didn't feel like peer pressure. It just felt like acceptance, to be honest. Uh,
0: Which is important that people want, is acceptance.
1: And uh, long story short, I loved the effect produced by alcohol. And it made my insides match my outsides. So the insecure, class clown, let me make you laugh with me, not laugh at me, guy um, although still charming and so charismatic, he would leave, and Superman would come. You know, I like I I my my insides, the confidence would match what I had built around it. So I, I loved that course, cool. Why
0: wouldn't that. you? That makes you feel like none of those things were part of you anymore.
1: Sure. And then when I went to Arizona State University, uh, it was a party school where, and I just you know that, yeah. <laughs> was just curious. So, okay. Uh, there I tried hallucinogenics, LSD, mushrooms, cocaine, uppers, downers, laughers, screamers, peyote, you yeah. name it.
0: Nice. That's a nice lineup. It must yeah it must lend to perhaps where we are on the age spectrum.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I and that. um so I went to uh to work in my family business right after. I uh, it it, it My family business, it was, you know, you were trained from the bottom up. It wasn't one of these things where you get handed anything. It was, if anything, it was harder on me to earn everyone's respect, to to understand the business and to understand what my role was. So, I mean, I started on the bottom. And it was work hard, play hard. I mean, I couldn't believe I was in the factory. I couldn't believe I started as a janitor. I couldn't believe that I was doing warping and knitting and cleaning inventory. Like, I, I thought I was going to come out and, and start selling and be a success. And and I was put through a hell of a long boot camp, mm. maybe three years, five years, whatever. It doesn't even matter. But why I'm saying that, it was work hard, play hard. And um, still going out, you know, Friday and Saturday nights were the nights for ecstasy and coke and stuff like that, while drinking. But along the way, I met my ex-wife who hated my drinking, hated okay. So I would try to taper it, and I would try to taper it with Xanax, and so Please, now I'm mixing. You're
0: very your your story. It's so it's incredible how many are out here with the same story.
1: Yeah, so now I'm tapering. So now you're on Xanax. Yeah, and, uh, but uh, but I start mixing them, and I'm and that only causes more anxiety. So I'm taking Ambien to sleep. Right. Love fitness, so I'm basically living on bodybuilding supplements because it's all my stomach could handle. Because I'm drinking so much and adding so much, and along the way, I tear my ACL, and um, they prescribe me Darvacin. I re- and I remember thinking, you know, I you know, it's not that genius of an idea anymore, but uh, the internet was still like it's 2006, so it's like things are just a little different. But yeah. I remember, oh, if I look up the side effects of darvaset they'll prescribe me something else. So I call in. I'm like, oh, this is making me... so
0: you're boring. already manipulating the whole thing. Yeah, with- yeah, yeah thinking, you know, we I'm have that, not- that. That's we have that gift.
1: Yeah, and I'm not thinking I'm an addict by any chance. I was just thinking these are, these are this is a great thing to have. That's right. great to have. So by, right. by the time I'm done looking up all the side effects, I have a Darvocet, Oxy, Cotton, and Percocet, and I'm just popping these things. I'm mixing them like Tic Tacs on top of the Ambien, on top of the Xanax, on top of the. Trich-Aid. You should not be alive. I should not be alive. You so when I so, when alive. I finally checked into rehab in 2006, what kind of a rehab uh, was like? Like where did it you? It was pop? called the hand- I went to the Hanley Center, which I'm very proud of. Um, I still do a lot of work with them to this day. Uh, they're one of the classiest acts out there. Some people call them like Hanlier than thou, as in holier than now, because yeah. they not do one patient brokerage. They they treat everybody the same. It doesn't matter what kind of celebrity you are. Or I, I just loved it. But why I'm saying that is, is that I still have the highest toxicity rate of my blood. Like I. So I went in thinking, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm working out, I'm doing this. And I had the highest toxicity in my blood compared to anyone else because a lot of the other people were more pure addicts or alcoholics. So what
0: what did you see? So like, what did that look like? Is really the most important thing, right? So like I about detox, right? You walk into a place, you think you're fine. Like you can do this and you're seeing all these sick people, right? Um, And you think to yourself, holy shit, am I going to look like that? Right.
1: <laughs> you know, I uh yeah, I guess I did think that. I mean, I, I don't I thought a lot. First of all, I thought I didn't belong there. Of course. No one ever. thinks. So when like I it. so when I found out that I had the highest toxicity rate, that freaked me out. Right. Um, And well, when as I was, an
0: athlete, I, you know
1: that. Right. You knew that. Yeah. Well, I didn't understand how the liver and the kidneys and the pancreas work. That was never on my radar. So I didn't realize that all this stuff doesn't mix. So if you're taking pure heroin all the time, your body actually can break it down. If you're just taking taking cocaine
0: heroin for 20 years, (laughs) you
1: know what I mean? If you're just taking pure cocaine, your body can break it down. Right. If you're just drinking, although it's probably the worst one, your body at least is metabolizing the alcohol. But when you're mixing Xanax, Ambient, it's the benzo. alcohol, yeah, bodybuilding supplements, right, fat burners. Oh my um, god, Adam, Percocet. <laughs> Oxycotton, Darvaset, my 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 kidneys, my pancreas, my liver couldn't break it down, which affected the, the blood. Right. So I'm sitting there being like, I'm not like any of these fucking idiots. And they're like, You're <laughs> they're yeah, right. you're like, like you're well, right. I'm good. Yeah, they're like, You're right. You're not like them. You're worse. We're way you're worse. The worst. Yeah. So, so buckle up. So buckle up. Yeah. Yeah. And the detox.
0: So you were in there. So, I mean, I know a lot of people do a little, a lot of different things in detox centers. You know, I, you know, blasted through 60 milligrams in my bed because I knew that I couldn't afford a place that would be something I would be willing to even drive up to. So it was my bed or it was state detox and, you know, that inner city detox. And for me, it wasn't realistic. So, you know, you so what they treated you for what five days with medication, or they couldn't because you had too much in there. To, to no,
1: no, no. They put me right on uh, detox medication for about I, I believe you're right, four or five days. Yeah, yeah, right. And but look, this is where things get really interesting for me. Um, I hope I'm a good host. I'm hoping uh, our guest. course you are hoping that somebody there can relate to this absolutely but i had a profound spiritual experience which relieved me of everything i had the same yeah so i didn't suffer the way many people do
0: in but in but in a sense of the spiritual experience while you were sick do you remember being sick you know do you remember what you know, how sick you were and how you felt like, and who was in there watching. So that's what people want. Yeah, to. So really that, yeah. Sure. yeah. So let me give you a great example. Yeah. Sure.
1: So let me give you a great example. I remember they put me on the detox meds and my mind is still thinking like Adam Jablin. And I'm like, can I, can I exercise? And they were like, <laughs> they looked at me like, uh, okay. They're like, yes, but very, very lightly.
0: That doesn't surprise me at all. Right.
1: I, I was like, oh, okay. L- l- lightly. Okay. So to me, that means, you lower the weight and you up the reps. Right. I'm still right? going to
0: go hard. I don't care.
1: Yeah. It's just light, light, yeah. like we go light. And I, so I go to workout and I do exactly that. You know, I, I, let's say, rather than taking, what do you want to say, uh, curls of, of 40 pound dumbbells for 10 reps, I go 15 pounds for 30 reps, right? Make something up, whatever. And as I'm working out, my blood pressure is going through the roof and I'm trying bright red. And all of a sudden, you're spinning. I'm, getting, I'm spinning and my equilibrium's off and I'm like holding onto the wall for dear life. I really thought I was going to die.
0: Yeah. And wow. That's all- what you feel like?
1: Yeah. And all of my rehab friends at that point saw me and they were really worried about me. And they're like, dude, go to the nursing station. You don't look right. Go to the. And when I went, they checked my blood pressure and it was way up there. You know, it wasn't the highest it would be later. It got higher, but wow. it was up there. It was a one sixties, one seven. And, wow. and they were like, what the hell is going on? And I'm like, I, I was exercising. And they said, they said, we told you to go light. <laughs> and I said, I, I did. I Yeah, I it. No, the right. And they all started laughing. All the nurses started laughing hysterically going, oh my God, tell them. Like they thought it was funny because our languages were so different. They were like, no, ex- light exercise means like going for a walk, walk. <laughs> or, or throwing a Frisbee. Like, and I was like, oh, oh I, yeah. Well, yeah,
0: you're not because you're because, wired that way. So yeah, I, I, my mind, too.
1: my mind would not hear the word. No, yeah. no, you can't exercise. My mind went to, oh, light, light means you know so and if i
0: exercise i'm I not are. really going to be sick and if i exercise i'm not really one of these people cuz i'm still keeping an identity of myself in this facility so it keeps yeah. me as a separate person that's seen which is one of the biggest issues is the stereotype and the stigma that people have with people that are even in there right like no one wants to be you know it's like it doesn't matter leave people alone with this you know it's people trying to get better. It's people trying to truly find a way to balance and live. And, you know, my biggest thing for people that don't want to be going through detox, and I know people listening really are struggling either in it or like want to do it, but they're, but they can't get through it is people can get through it and be on the other side where you and I are. And it's a beautiful place to be.
1: Absolutely
0: like a true gift, truly. And I, you know, I think that most most people are, it's, you know, it's it's not only fear of the physical, what comes with with detox, but it's what someone looks, because no one wants to be looked at in that state. Cause we already feel in a really, like we're, how could we be sick from a drug? Like this is the failure, weakness. We can't make it in society. And people put that on themselves. And then when somebody adds that, where somebody's watching you, you're like even worse. So, you know, it would be nice if people could just like leave us alone and give us love and respect and dignity and emotions so that we don't feel worse than we already feel about ourselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Who knows? Maybe you'll maybe this is what your mission is. Maybe you'll be opening a center like that, you know? Well,
0: it's interesting that you said that, because I actually have um so one of my future plans is to open up a detox center, um, and build it in a treehouse setting in nature. Um, because I think when people think about detox, it's ugly and sterile and, and frightening. And so having a place where it could really be in nature with self-love and self-care and meditation and, you know, doctors needed, they need to be there too, but Make the experience something where people aren't so afraid to even attempt to do it. And and then, you know, have a center that is, you know, one month it's, you know, single mothers and one month it's domestic violence and one month it's veterans and, and all these people that deserve or team month that like deserve to have an experience like this. And that would actually maybe stay on the other side. And, you know, I'm not one to judge if somebody stays on the other side. I just want to make them see that they can go through this and they might be okay.
1: Sure. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're championing great cause because this is the part that everyone's the, the most afraid of, which is the detox part.
0: Yes. But it's only where we push ourselves outside our comfort zone. Do we find greatness?
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although I don't necessarily know if at the time I put I put that stigma to detoxing. Oh, yes, you but did. I do, you I just didn't think, know yet. <laughs> I do think I do think you're right. I do think you're right. I think it's a it's a it's a very clever, it's a very <laughs> clever way of I, I think it's a very good mind shift, actually. It's a mind frame shift to say, right. hey, look, these these cliches on how to better your life, uh, be it emotionally, physically, spiritually, monetarily, you know, all these, you could actually use it for detoxing. So I think Absolutely.
0: that's very, uh, that's what I would really, I would really, I would thank you. I, you know, I wanted to do, even do a show maybe called the Dreamhouse Diaries. Um, something that I, I apparently that I'm, you know, I was drugged for 20 years, so I didn't really feel anything. So everybody's reading what's been inside of me for 20 years, apparently. Um, But I really, my true mission is to just, you know, I need to, it's, it's to go to the kids, right? These kids need to be educated. And so, you know, I want to be in the schools. I want to start, you know, telling these kids, I am going to share with you my, um, I am going to be, I've been taking Xanax. I'm glad that you brought that up. So that's my last skeleton in my closet is Xanax. And I am going, I've made the decision. I don't need it. I don't want it. It's just so I don't die um that I'm going to start detoxing or was what I'm now being told as unprescribed deprescribing um and I'm I'm going to film it and make it into a documentary because I think people need to see that they can feel that way and that it's okay and it's and I want to you know interview through it all I want and then maybe take that production and make a smaller PG one and, and maybe take that to the school so that people, so that these kids know if you're saying yes, um, hey, just know what the yes might come with. That's okay. Just be educated to know when somebody hands you something, just what it is you're saying yes to. Yeah.
1: Well, I I, I really I, I love your enthusiasm for this. And
0: thank I applaud,
1: you. I applaud you for this idea and thank I will you be too. here for it.
0: And I thank you for coming and sharing. And I truly hope I see you in the journey. So I, you know, I truly hope that you'll come back and share, you know, what you do, um, coaching and because you're really absolutely one of the most incredible people that I've ever stalked almost. I feel like I need to say, (laughs) because honestly, you've been so nice and you're so approachable and it is such a beautiful thing. This community has truly saved my life.
1: Uh, that, listen, that's sweet, but the, you know, I have to thank the people that took me under, you know, their wing and your recovery has been the best, the biggest blessing I've, I've ever been given. And so it, it, you know, for me personally, this is just a personal thing. It's, it's not, it's not about the stage and it's not about the audience and it's not about what room you're in you know it doesn't matter if i'm with tony robbins if i'm with you you know if i'm on you know this small show if i'm on fox news thank it, you it, it's not because it's it's you we we all don't know who's listening
0: that's right and somebody somebody's.
1: and once you start thinking it has to be this stage in this room it comes with a bit of in my opinion a little bit of arrogance a little bit and a little bit of of it, it, you know it's a, it's the Misha it's a, me 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 you know and and a not only is that unhealthy for any sort of recovery yeah but you're not passing you know you're not you're not handing off what was no no you're you. not paying it forward the whole yeah, point of and,
0: this and, is and, that we got we didn't die you and I I've been on I was overprescribed heroin and and Xanax for twenty years and the fat and drinking and nobody ever told me it was heroin right so the fact that you and I have been through this and have survived this and have found true purpose um is is a is really I love
1: I love when you say I didn't know it was heroin I, so I used to say <laughs> I and it. I used to be, and I used to believe I want you to know that for a long time
0: oh my uh, god that
1: I never smoked crack and I well I did some shoot heroin I said I never shot heroin, but you well ate behold, it every I did, day. <laughs> I I was on synthetic heroin all the time. I actually once had liquid, liquid oxy, which is heroin. Oh, you had liquid oxy, and, really? And I I had. Um, you're the first person so to- I've had cocaine within a cigarette, and people are like, "Well, you know, listen, dude, that like you're 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 really, you know, okay, so you you based is what you you're did, saying. right basing, <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: You know, it, like you're you're you really you're, you're, you're really, like, you're like, really picking up straws here. Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. you know, so
1: so, so uh, that, yeah. that goes exactly. to show you my mindset. You know, I always love try your mindset.
0: It. It's so refreshing, and it's a you know, like I'm just one brave voice that needed to make something. I you know, I had a lot of really sour in my life. Um, you know, a kid uh, a kid an addict who uh, you know, cancer. Um, you know, a back injury. So sort of like I had a lot of sours. And so I just decided to make, you know, this, my lemons were so sour. I figured I've got to make lemonade out of all this. Right. And so I, and so I did. And I think the sour, the more sour, the lemons, the better, the lemonade.
1: Well, you're proving it. That's all I can tell you. Thank you,
0: Adam. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. It's such an honor. I know people out there are listening to this. Anybody, if you're listening to this um, episode, Um, you know, you can reach out to either one of us anytime, anywhere. You know, I, I will personally always respond. And I know this whole community it's, you know, we're in this together. It's, this is all of us together. So I really, I appreciate that. So thank you. And thank you for coming.
1: You're welcome, babe. Talk to you soon.
0: Thank you.